0: Hey everyone,
1: and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews Podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews.
0: Hey, it's the Ty Man. We're back with another exciting episode. Yes,
1: I know it's been a bit of a gap since the last one, and thank you for hanging in there. And But we are back, back. so um, I guess we could start off with talking about some things we watched recently. And um, amongst those, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Rockwell. Oh, Ty, we watched Rockwell.
0: Sure did. <laughs> Imperial Entertainment Screener randy Glave, carl malone
1: <laughs> yes yeah, so, uh carl malone the basketball playing man is also in it and uh i guess it could best be described as a piece of mormon propaganda as you know, the group of people we were watching it with kind of described it that way and um so for those who might not know Porter Rockwell was a real person. He's a real historical figure. If we have any Mormons in the audience, I guess you guys might know that. And he's described, and I quote, as a, in quotes, Mormon hitman. And he, I guess, worked as a bodyguard for Brigham Young and Joseph Smith. And this kind of tells the story of his life. And it's. You know, it's. I guess you'd say it's family friendly, although if you watch the trailer, it's nothing but shooting. So if you like shooting, this really plays up the shooting aspect of it. But it's about a bunch of anti Mormon bigots who go after the Mormons, and Porter Rockwell has to kind of stop them and um it's uh he's portrayed by one-time actor a uh, randy glaive but he shares the screen with the aforementioned carl malone and you know it, it's low budget and stuff but you know the, its heart is in the right place and it's it's an oddity and a curio as you might say and uh, there is an action factor but you know it's probably the type of thing that you know they watch in like you know mormon camp and stuff at night and that's kind of what we were thinking and so uh
0: well, I, <laughs> yeah, it was silly fun. I mean, it's, uh, you know, what was it, like, Black Powder Justice comes to the Western frontier, you know. So that was good. And then um, we also watched Steel with Shaq. That was a fun movie, too. You know, if you haven't seen that one, Shaquille O'Neal plays John Henry Steel, and then uh, Judd Nelson's the villain. And it's very, uh, it's, a, it's pure fun entertainment. I gotta
1: love it. Well, it was part of a double feature of basketball stars turned actors. Yeah. But I... I might have a correction here is it john henry irons or is it john henry steel
0: uh, well maybe it's john henry irons but i guess
1: <laughs> i could be wrong but I, it's one or the other i mean and, i can look it up if you want <laughs> but you know it stars a young ray j as the um kid on the street and um there's a you know there's actually some action slash dtv connections to the steel because it stars well not stars but it co-stars napes charles napier and and Judd Nelson who's been in plenty of DTVs so there is a DTV factor to it but you know it's it's a very different movie from Rockwell. It's a Hollywood blockbuster, multi-million dollar production. But it, this one does have Shaq's winning smile, and uh, the according to the people we were watching it with, the the steel in the comic, you know, the comic books has like a full face mask, and in this they had to make a cut out the bottom so you know it's Shack, and they there was some objection to that.
0: But... Oh, who cares about objections. It's just you gotta see the Shackster. You gotta love him. So, and there's like a song, right? It's like stand up. Stand up and cheer, or stand up stand and love. Up for you. Stand up for you. Stand up. Stand
1: up for you. So it, it was, was a very catchy song. It's like a gospel I I don't know. it's gospel, yeah, I it's guess. Gospel. Um and um yeah, so it was a successful night of viewing with the basketball guys. And um, well, I like the basketball guys. And also, the Gum Guys looked it up online. Hanging with the Gum
0: Guys, hanging with the Gum Guys. So it's like it's, I don't know if people know the Gum <laughs> Guys. Oh, well the Gum Guys, well, the Gum Guys. It's like a toy that kind of stretches. That's about it. And They're like they were like pieces of gum, I guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and the tagline was "Hanging with the Gum Guys." And you, like you put the gum underneath a desk and it and it hangs. Yeah,
0: well, uh, that's pretty cool. There you gotta love the Gum Guys.
1: So it's like, <laughs> so. Um, yeah, <laughs> hanging with the Gum Guys. So that's. <laughs> That's what we watched, and uh, so Ty, what is our topic for the day? This oh. hybrid—what do we call it—a combo episode? Yeah. So
0: I guess we haven't done these in a while. Um, well, we know we just did a uh, Terminal Dragon, right? So we're doing. Oh, well, anything else you want to say? You've watched anything
1: else? Um, well, well I could mention Reacher, I suppose, which is definitely action based. I mean, it's on Amazon, Ty. You have the DVD. And, yeah, you don't want to say anything about that? But um. For me, it's a mixed bag, as I was saying to Ty earlier. it's The action, as Ty described it, is hot. There's <laughs> there's some hot action. So if you like the action, it's good and, and well done. But there's some pretty serious writing issues. I mean, the, the plot is the most clichéd thing you could possibly imagine. It has every sort of cliché of the day all in one place. I mean, there's so many clichéd things about it. And that would be fine. You know, we live off these clichés. However... The character of Reacher is a jerk. He is a jerky guy. I call him jerk Reacher because he, he, it it was an odd choice to make the character of Reacher a jerk to people because he's like the main hero and you're supposed to get behind him and, uh, you know, and all that. However, He has this attitude, like this really kind of annoying attitude a lot of the time. And he has these stupid things he says to people that kind of are like annoying. So I thought that was a damper for me. But it has classic cliches such as where they read his war record. Like there's a scene where like we've got his file. He has 30 bronze stars, 20 purple hearts, 175 other medals.
0: Yeah. He yeah. yeah, has like 400 purple hearts. It's so many. It's
1: like, <laughs> right. And so, you know, he's like a big lumbering ape as they yeah. describe him. And he, I guess he's like six, five and 240 pounds. And like, but yet there's a scene in almost every episode where a group of guys surround him and try to beat him up, which are the, the best parts of the show. But you think these guys would know better because they're constantly talking about his size and how big he is. And he always finds at least one uh, instance per episode to take his shirt off. Um, and as I was saying to Ty, is this a TV show or an advertisement for Men's Health magazine? So it's, the, things like that were annoying. And then, then, you know, the second Bruce McGill comes on the screen, you pretty much yeah, me, know what's yeah. going to happen.
0: Let me guess. He's evil.
1: And it's like a small town. And some guy is up to no good. And there's a conspiracy that goes all the way to the top. And he wants to be in charge of the small town. Whoa, never seen that before.
0: I didn't mind the cliches. That's, that's why I enjoyed it more. I
1: said, I'd give the cliches a pass if Reacher, the character, was more likable. That's, that's just my line on this. Um, so that's what I've been watching. So if Ty, you have more, you've been watching or feel free to take it away.
0: Well, I've been, uh, I was comparing it to the player, which is now on Tubi. Mm -hmm. So check it out. Yeah.
1: The the player is a better show. It's a similar show, but done better. I think. So hopefully people can check it out. now that's more available. Tubi, find your next rabbit hole.
0: Yes. so It's, it's like, a very good <laughs> tagline,
1: very appropriate, because <laughs> yeah. you could really go down the rabbit hole on Tubi. Tubi has been killing it lately. They have all these movies that were never available before, and TV yes. shows, and original programming, and um, it is very addictive. Well,
0: you know, it's on Tubi. Rockwell is on oh. Tubi. Oh, yeah. So check it out. you got your Glaves, you got your, Glaze, you got your uh, Carl, I want to say Carl Urban, oh. Carl Malone. So it's like he's the mailman, I guess. <laughs> Because so, he always delivers. I guess, did he deliver in this movie? Uh, he delivered
1: have. justice. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah. the end of the yeah, big yeah. shootout?
0: He just shot like two guys very slowly. It's like... <laughs> but I guess we should go to our topic of the day. It's a combo breaker episode, which is all the movies start with the word shadow and all the movies that start with the word war. And we with one extra example of that. Shadow war. So I think before we start the list, this could be an actual movie. Sounds great. Shadow war? And I wonder who would star in this movie. Brett, you have any suggestions uh,
1: you might star in this
0: movie?
1: Uh, Wallace Shawn. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> I can't do Wallace Shawn impression. We you know, could if you tried. Uh-huh. I can't. I can't really I can't do it. No, that would be amazing, Wallace Shawn. I think we did. We say him as Star before? I think we
1: did a long time ago, but. Uh. You know it would be the type of thing where he teams up with the action star, like a Brian Ben Ben type situation, where he he teams well, no, 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 like, like in Dark Angel, aka I Come in Peace, where you know they have the tough, lumbering hero, uh, you know, Dolph, but then they give him a Brian Ben Ben. This could be a thing where maybe they get Alan Richson from Reacher and uh, they give him a, a wimpy guy, like uh, like a Wallace Shawn and they have to figure out the, the plan,
0: but then you could see maybe at the end that Wallace Shawn gets some guts and starts as yeah. a machine gun, machine gun to everyone. And- it's like
1: just, <laughs> that almost happens in Reacher, if you remember the the, the like the chief of police, he's sort of like he kind of reminded me like if Urkel grew up and became like an adult man, and this is what he might be doing. He's sort of like an Urkel-esque like black nerd, and he kind of does that at the end. I think but he shoots cliche. people with a machine gun. Yeah, it is. And then there, again, there's a part where he takes his shirt off, and then <laughs> and then and then Reacher says, "Wow, such and such," I forget his name. Well, you're really jacked, and the guy goes, "Really?" And then Reacher goes, "No."
0: Oh, well, really? I don't remember
1: that. Yeah, he does, and he says stuff like that all the He's time. A bit
0: nicer. Yeah, than I that.
1: mean, come on, Reacher. I mean, really? <laughs> That's the thing. If this Urkel guy was a jerk, he'd be named Jerkel. Yeah, so it's yeah. like What so... <laughs> think they said on Family Matters. Didn't someone call him Jerkle? They call, on... him,
0: they call him Steve Jerkel. I don't. I'd look into that. I know there's um not is a three J or someone else like that. It's like I forget. But there's a there's a part you see sometimes online with Family Matters for a second because there's a kid who bets. Three oh whoever, what's the kid name? Theo Teddy? No I don't know, know, know. But it's like so he's like, hey, your your dad looks like the dad from The Fresh Prince. You know, they said and, that on Family Matters. And then what happened? Was, the twist was that the dad James Avery comes into the door. Oh, so it's like he'll go, whoa, they're both there. Oh, ah. and it's like I don't think they look exactly the same. Uh, it's almost know. racist. What,
1: all all black TV dads look alike to you? Well, <laughs> That's what I, I would have said. Not you, but yeah. uh, I would have said that. You
0: know. Well, if you think about it, I guess, okay, you know... Uh Reginald Val Johnson is an overweight balding dad yes. Who is black mm-hmm. Then you compare him to James Avery Who's an overweight balding dad Who is black okay, that's I true. guess but I guess you can get away with that back then Well sure
1: back then Also yeah. I mentioned this before When I saw James Avery walking down the street I also went Oh my god it's you <laughs> He started clapping Actually no I didn't do that at all I just kind of passed him
0: but the thing about Shadow War is that it was just, it was just a flimsy excuse to my impressions who would be in this movie. Uh-huh. So let me see. Oh, maybe, I don't know, Al Pacino would be the head of the Shadow War. Oh, yeah. Kind of so like in
1: the recruit, like, uh, yeah. we could kind have of, kind of recruited you, Colin. Who yeah. it's part of the Shadow War,
0: Colin or Kevin? <laughs> I wonder who else could be in this movie in Shadow War. Maybe
1: Dolph Lundgren. I don't know. What would that sound like?
0: <laughs> okay. I'm part of the Shadow War too, Al. Okay. It's like.
1: Wait, what, this would be from the makers of Ground Force. Yeah. Your other idea, <laughs> right,
0: right, right. and had John who's like, "Why are not you calling you Ground Force?" <laughs> it's like, well, "We put you. If we're coming after you, we'll put you in the ground." It's
1: like <laughs> it's a huge close up. Yes. Well, they and just because we're on the subject of Reacher, there was a very similar setup and response on Reacher. If you remember, like, so, someone says like, "How are you going to deal with these guys?" and then there's a close up of Reacher, and he goes painfully, <laughs> which I like yeah. that part. I like, but of course, it's such an obvious. Why would anyone ask, "How are you going to well, deal?" these guys, these guys. That, that only exists so he could say painfully, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I kind of remember that part. Is that when he just comes out, this kind of FBI esque guys or whatever? Yeah, it's a part so, where he
1: goes to New York City for like oh, one that, part. Yes, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, everything else he wants to be in Shadow War? Oh, maybe uh, Billy Blank's bubblehead, it's like, <laughs> uh, maybe Liam Neeson could oh, make a brief <laughs> appearance. I don't know who, or Lenore, you're part of the Shadow War. It's like, <laughs> uh, anybody else you like to say? Uh, yeah. Oh, maybe Stallone. Like, ooh, ooh,
1: ooh. <laughs> let me guess. Well, let me see if I can translate. He yeah. said, welcome to the Shadow War?
0: You know, that's a great idea. Maybe he could. he's part of the conspiracy. It's like a boss thing of a conspiracy. <laughs> so, like, Al Pacino would be the ultimate conspiracy uh-huh. boss, and uh-huh. then under that would be Stallone. Then and maybe under that would be Neeson. Dolph, oh, Neeson, and then under that would be Dolph.
1: Wait, no, wait, <laughs> wouldn't Dolph be the guy who's fighting through the levels? Well, like, just, you think yeah. you've... See, in, okay. okay, normally it's a conspiracy that goes all the way to the top, and like on a show like Reacher, there's one top, and that's it. And on most movies and shows, there's yeah, one top guy. The twist for Shadow War yeah. is you think you've got to the top, but there's another level and another okay. level. So <laughs> there's like, yeah, you think Liam Neeson's the top. Wait, a couple things happen. He's not. It's actually a guy goes. you know, there's above, above him. him it's, like, it's Al Pacino. And it's Al Pacino <laughs> at the end. Yeah. See that that now we're talking. See that's a good simple twist on the formula yeah. that a show like Reacher could have and should have done. It they just stuck with the safe route. You well, know. It didn't reach for
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I guess we'll go to our actual topic. Okay.
1: Unless you have any more, I no, guess. That's all I mean, I thought, maybe one good idea per day is enough for us. Okay. Uh, however, I mean, can we reach out to Emmett Furla Entertainment? I mean, couldn't they produce this?
0: I, can they get it? Well, they can get him Alpertin. He's has been in these Emmett Furlas. You know, he's in Righteous Kill, and, 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 and
1: they and can they asked. can easily get Dolph. They can they. Yeah, they could get neeson he's been in a couple of these or, or something close
0: well that's the thing is neeson's really hitting the skids lately i thought you know his Blacklight black light mm. i was i was lame and the marksman. i hear marlo isn't that good either It's like i'm marlo it's like okay what else she got it's like he hasn't made it like a half decent movie since the walk among the tombstones mm. and it's like and when was that that was a good it's getting close mm. to t- i hate to say this 10 year mark So I was like, okay, well, maybe we can go back on track soon. But let me go to our first movie, which is Shadow of the Dragon, which we just posted. So from 1992, and it stars Robert Zadar and William Smith and Gerald Arkamura. Do you remember this one? I
1: I did after rereading the review. I remember it's sort of like amateurish a little bit. Like it's kind of like maybe made by people who haven't really made too many other movies before and they were kind of trying for it so it's very low budget but they made kind of a lot of mistakes in their execution of the movie uh, but there, that doesn't mean there aren't worthwhile things in it but that is kind of what I remember
0: well here's what it says it says Vietnam
1: 1974 three
0: soldiers on patrol Tony Baker Brian O'Malley and Eric Brunner come across an ancient Buddha statue <laughs> unbeknownst to Baker and O'Malley Brunner later steals the Price's Ruby from the statue's forehead. Then slaughters a local family. Okay. <laughs> then, a bunch of years later, uh, Baker and O'Malley have become LAPD officers and are hot and trail with some other warehouse heists. And also, Robert Zadar is the captain. Played, he plays Captain in Washington. And then, uh, there's a temple priest played by Gerald Gamora. Um, what else happens there? Not much really goes on. Um, we said... <laughs> There's the last half an hour was goofy, and the first forty were boring.
1: All um, oh, right, there's like this older guy who goes to Chicago for no reason. I yes. do remember that now.
0: Um, something else happens
1: Well, yeah, because the, the, our main characters are senior citizens, so right. it's which I, usually I like. Yeah. Like in the movie, um, Killing Device. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> a really good example of el well, not elderly, ma- well, maybe older people who are like the main stars of the movie. It, it's definitely a change from. I think we said, it from the Sean Locks and the Sean Ferrises of the world, you know, it's his young kids.
0: Well, I remember Sean Lock. Like that was from Crossing Point with Tom Sizemore. I know he just passed away. Well, He'll be coming up in one of our titles. So I guess the last thing I want to mention is that uh, there's a baddie named Makon Dragon. He sounds like Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. Well, it's not just
1: that he sounds like him. I think isn't he like sitting in a yeah. chair backwards and you can't really see who he is and it's a lot like Dr. Claw. Uh,
0: yes, and there's also a title song for the, for the end credits sung by kurt harple do
1: you remember kurt harple not at all i'd have to hear it i off the top of my head no so that's not going to be part of our songs episode (laughs) part two anytime soon because i just don't remember
0: right that's coming soon maybe in the next episode we'll set that up so i i guess i don't know we only i just posted this we only gave it two stars so i guess i don't know i wouldn't really recommend it i think it's just nothing to hang your hat out amateurs and kind of slow going Right, so I guess, but it does have good
1: people in it. Oh, it that's does. the thing, yeah.
0: I need more of William Smith. It needs more of Robert Zadari. Robert Zadari does nothing. He just sits in a chair. It's like, so I guess our next movie is Shadow War. Okay, this is where it gets confusing. This is Shadow Warriors Assault on Death Mountain from 1999. So uh, it stars Hulk Hogan, Carl Weathers, Shannon Tweed, and Martin Cove. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to mention a Tweed movie I watched. Uh, and Decent Behavior
1: 1. I think it's pretty enjoyable. I think you watched it, right? Yes. I've seen, I think, all the Indecent Behavior movies at this point, and I remember liking them all, but they get a little fuzzy now. I don't remember which well, was which, but uh,
0: I, yeah. I rem- it was enjoyable. I liked some of the twists at the end when it explained the whole plot. You yeah, know, yeah. I love exposition. Oh, so. me too, especially at the end. Yeah, that is great. So you just couldn't leave well yeah. enough alone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, love Doc? that. It's yeah. like <laughs> I'll never get tired of that. I mean, no.
0: Never. I love that stuff. I think even Reacher had Bruce McGill exposition. Or like oh a, of course, of course. And also there was
1: a final warehouse fight. Yes, yeah,
0: see, I thought, yeah. And um, that's why I've overall enjoyed the program. Alright, but we gotta go to our next title. So if I get to say it, right? so
1: Well, see, it's funny. This episode's called Shadow War. Yeah. These movies are the Shadow Warriors. Yeah, So, you know, kind of close. Yeah. But, I mean, these are made-for-TV movies that I believe were shot right around the same time. So it's very confusing as to which one came first. Oh, my goodness. And it, it's basically impossible. But I think they originally aired on TNT, if I'm not mistaken, or at least they re-aired on TNT. Yeah. And um, they have a certain – you know, they have those people, so – Hulk Hogan, Carl Weathers, and Shannon Tweed are kind of like working together to take down the baddies.
0: Well, yeah, they're a team of mercenaries, like the A team. I think it was supposed to be kind of a basis uh, for a TV show. I never really came along. So I guess in this one. But they got
1: two, you know, yeah. quasi pilots out of it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if that's really what you'd call them, but they, they got two very similar TV movies. And um, and they and they still air usually on the Spanish channel, but yeah,
0: <laughs> they did. I think I have a picture of Carl Weathers going oh from the Spanish channel. This might be my phone somewhere.
1: So the like, Spanish channel, they still care about these movies. Like you could turn on any of the many now Spanish channels, and they're usually playing an action movie of some sort. And it's usually not the most mainstream ones. Usually, it's like a I don't know, a like kickboxer four or something. See,
0: you know, there's SAP on our TV. Why can't we do unsap and yeah. put it in English? Yeah, that's better. Yeah. Makes sense to me. If I could unsap it, yeah. then I would tape it. So it's like <laughs> so. Oh, the plot. Okay, so it's basically like Xena or, uh, you know, uh, Hercules. These kind of syndicated action show. The uh the plot is uh they're tasked to find they're they have to find some baddies with uh chemical weapons and ballistic missiles. Uh, Mike Membr- Mike McBride I'm like oh, okay. I think he has a mustache and like a. Uh, Slick back hair or whatever it
1: is Well just so people don't get confused They're not like Hercules and Xena And the fact that it's like mystical and magical no. It takes place in like the present day With you know I think just you mean like the overall tone yeah, And the look cool. of them You know it's it's they're not like you know Medieval or anything
0: Okay so uh, Oh yeah so uh, Shannon Tweed doesn't Tweed food Carl Weathers I guess Carl Weathers And then Martin Cove is hanging around as like their gun they're like Buddy who has all the guns and machine the weapon. Machine Gun Joe character. Yeah. yeah, so it's Machine Gun Martin. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, oh, um he, he looks like David Letterman in it, uh, Martin Cove. Oh. So if you remember that. I only remember the
1: other, I only remember David Reverman <laughs> from uh, that movie, Who David Letterman. Do you, do you remember the movie? Uh, it had Ken Shamrock. Yep. He's shooting a machine gun while wearing a wrestling singlet. It's, it's, it's called like, Champions? Yes, yes, that's correct. The answer was champions. Yes, I remember it's kind of generic title. I was thinking it was like victory or something. No, it's champions.
0: I think also it's almost two hours long. Champions, like you gotta be kidding me. It's like, (laughs) I guess we'll go to our next one, another Shadow Warriors Mm -hmm. movie called Shadow Warriors: Assault on Devil's Island. Wait, that's very similar to the one I just said. It's Assault on Death Mountain, and now it's Assault on Devil's Island.
1: And they're both called assault on something that's kind of crazy. Like, you think they'd call one of them assault and one of them, like, attack on Devil's Island. Like, why are they both assault on something, you know? Or, or that's what they do. They assault people, I guess. Even though it's kind of very PG, yeah. but yeah.
0: Actually, I think this was the first one, if I mistaken. Yeah. It's so confusing. Because the one that I'm talking about now, Devil's Island, was Shadow Warriors 2 on VHS. Very confusing. So, in this one, uh, they're all back Hulk, Tweed, Carweathers, Cove. And then they also have to fight. Uh, new baddie uh, drug lord carlos galindo galindo sure. guess who that's played by
1: I, just, I billy know. drago <laughs> so like oh, right. <laughs>
0: and yeah you know, he has some underlings played by billy blanks okay. and trevor goddard
1: so, so i mean the cast is fantastic you know it's uh, any, anything you could want cast wise for a dtv movie like this or really a well, direct cable movie i guess but it you know obviously did make it to video as well
0: so yeah it was a okay fight with billy blanks and hulk hogan but it's all very goofy i haven't I watched the first one we just talked about with our buddy Ry guy do you remember that
1: well i remember he was there and i think he had to leave and i say oh do you want to watch the rest and he's like nah but that's really <laughs> more him than anyone else i think he just had to go I, I think most people would want to see the end but you know i don't know it um it's not really gritty or anything. It, they're kind of like those latter Chuck Norris movies like The President's Man and um, Line in the Sand and all that kind of thing. Yeah. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like cable-friendly action.
0: But It delivers enough when you're bored. Rainy day, snow day. Yeah. Kind of like, like, so like, I guess they're no, they're remaking the movie Snow Day. Remember the snow day of uh, Chevy Chase and Chris uh, Elliott? I, I've, I've never, never seen it,
1: it but I re- re- definitely know it.
0: They're remaking that. <laughs> I think we're out of ideas here. It's like... I mean, I understand they remade Rugrats but you're remaking Snow Day? <laughs> what
1: are... Is there a lot of demand for a Snow Day remake? Yes.
0: No, now we're getting to the 2000s nostalgia. See, oh, no.
1: I don't accept that. I never
0: saw You know, If they remake Terminal Velocity or Virtuosity I would be very
1: angry. Mm. So it's like, mm, I, I could definitely see that happening.
0: I just think of an idea for a Virtuosity TV show but you have to get everyone back. So you have to get Denzel, Russell Crowe, Kaylee Kuko, Kelly Lynch, and Tracy Lodge. You got to get all back. <laughs> And then I will then I will uh, watch it. So okay. it's like <laughs> so it'd be a uh, eight episode miniseries. It'd be fantastic. And it won't be twenty two episodes a season virtuosity the series. But <laughs> it's, it's
1: all planned out.
0: Well, see that's the thing because they made FX the series back in the late nineties. Had uh, Cameron Dado, know who that is? Everyone, Canadian, I Know that actor. name?
1: I do, I do know the name. Yeah.
0: yeah never watched it. I think it's on YouTube, and you know it's kind of a junky quality. So I do want to watch it though. FX. The movies. Did you like those? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. I do like them. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen FX2, The Deadly Odd of Illusion, which I saw in the theater. I <laughs> uh, haven't, and not since. But I did watch FX not all that long ago. I think it was maybe just a couple of years ago. And I do remember liking it a lot.
0: I, I'm so close to remembering Brian Brown's name in it. Oh. I think it's because maybe
1: his last name was Tyler.
0: Oh. So it's like, it's like not Lonnie Tyler, but something very close. Oh, Raleigh. Oh. Yeah. Raleigh. Raleigh. That yeah. sounds
1: familiar. Yeah. And then Disney, it was also Devlin. Was he Devlin? He was
0: Devlin. He was Devlin and Devlin. Oh, okay
1: not a good movie great idea he's a cop on the
0: edge plotting is terrible like lord bridges like falls into a pool you don't really care it's like why are you falling into a pool why is it two hours go away but the next movie we have to talk about oh unless we're done
1: talking about the shadow warriors
0: let's talk about a little bit more because uh well i gotta find the plot again (laughs) well i could
1: vamp while you look for it
0: vamp. okay you know what? You're right. It's, just, it's kind of TNT fair. It's fun if you can find them. Well, We'll go to our next movie, which is Shadow Force from 1992. It stars our buddy Dirk Benedict, <laughs> another Imperial VHS. Our buddy Dave's VHS gave it to us for uh, free. That's really nice. Thanks, buddy. Uh, do you remember this one?
1: Uh, yeah, I remember that we watched it. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, I'll read the plot a little bit. Well, it stars Dirk Benedict, Lice Cutter, Jack Elam, He's one of these like, Western actors. He's in a movie I have called The Avenging. And he, Jack. if you look up Jack Elam, he has an interesting Western career. I'm surprised he wasn't in Rockwell. Huh. Okay, so something is rotten. Something rotten is going on in Norman, Texas. Not only is the entire police force corrupt, but they're also on the payroll f- uh, for, as assassins for local crime lord Emilio Vela. Uh, Chief Forp, who looks a lot like Craig T. Nelson, knows a lot about this. And gets to us, and so out of towner Rick Kelly, Dirk that gets to take care of business here, and then also there's this female reporter that kind of follows him around. It's kind of annoying, just like just like a Universal Soldier. Were not there like an annoying reporter? Like, uh,
1: there's a, an annoying... Re- well, reporters of varying degrees of annoyance are in a lot of these movies. Sometimes they're not annoying at all. Sometimes they're a very annoying. It, there should be a reporter annoyance scale that we talk about. I mean, I guess if we say this one's annoying, I'm going to believe you, but I don't really remember.
0: I think she's out of like, let's say 10, she's like a four in the annoying scale. Okay, so
1: what's, Jillian McWherter was a reporter in one of these action, or a couple of these action movies, and I don't remember her being annoying per se. It's just, you know she's just kind of there as like I, a normal person, you know.
0: No, I, I, I
1: what was, was that?
0: A blood fist?
1: Uh, maybe, but also the one where we thought Jan Michael Vincent had a ponytail.
0: Um, be- oh, oh, beyond the Call of Duty, yes. I still think he has a ponytail, so. <laughs> that was a lot of research to figure out how he had a ponytail
1: or not. <laughs> I mean, all we had to do is watch the movie, but yeah,
0: but something on the back of the box looked like he had a ponytail. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> okay, so I guess we'll go to, okay, so shadow force. uh, It's like a cop drama of some action elements. Uh, It's not bad. I mean, it's definitely low rent a little bit. Dirk Bandick saves the movie because uh, uh he's, he called him the Bradley Cooper of his day. Well, he was, I mean, he
1: looked like him. He. I yeah. guess he kind of acts like I mean it, the, all the energy that Dirk Benedict puts in the movie is what makes the movie work like without Dirk Benedict there would not be a lot going on here he's kind of the linchpin of the yeah. whole thing
0: yeah no Dirk no movie and right. it's also 77 minutes long so right. it's very helpful right. I think it's overall okay I think yeah, it's if, okay I think maybe it was a, a better budget or something like that. I yeah. think we would have a real
1: recommendation on this one. Yeah, they could have gotten some better stars, maybe some better writing. But as it is, it's it's a movie you see on the video store shelf and in the '90s, yeah. and you take a chance. You know, it's it's nothing that'll rock your world, but it's it's decent enough. There's nothing really wrong with it. It's just yeah, kind of plain.
0: Yeah, it's plain. It's like kind of collects dust on your video store shelf. But I mean, like, all right, Shadow for Dirk Benedict. I know Dirk Benedict from the A Team. Maybe I'll check it out, and then. Uh, and then people are like, oh, this is just okay. Then you
1: watch it, and about a day later, you forget every single thing about it.
0: I basically um, forgot about it until I read this review again.
1: <laughs> well, that's what we do. We we write these reviews and store up this information, you know, for this very reason. Um, I think that's more than anyone's ever talked about Dead Center, maybe ever. Dead so, Center? are talking about Shadow Force. Sorry, I get those mixed up because we got them at the same time and watched them at the same time. <laughs> Shadow Force, Dead Center. Sorry, Shadow Force, Yes. <laughs>
0: That center had a great David Carradine performance for like five <laughs> seconds. Yes,
1: yes, it, it really did.
0: I think we did uh, the dead uh, list, right? We did deadly list and on deadly list, which is a good segue because our next movie is Shadow Man, with Steve Seagal. Mm. Uh, I don't think he ac- did. You I don't think you actually watched this one. No, but I remember. I remember
1: Uh, Well, if you say so, they all blend together in my mind. If you say I haven't watched it, I haven't watched it. But that was around the time when, was it Sony or whoever was making these, was subtly mocking Seagal, as we often say. You know, like, um, uh, what are the ones we say? Uh, Belly of the Beast. Yeah, Belly of the Beast. Uh, This one's kind of like that shadow man. So he's casting a large shadow. I mean, also, of course, out of reach.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. round reach for a donut.
1: But, right. okay. So I think this can proudly go in that sort of canon where the makers of these movies were very subtly undermining him and making fun of him just in the titles alone.
0: Okay. This is one of my older reviews, so it's not really much on the plot description. <laughs> so all I have is uh Jack Foster played by Steven Seagal, next cop on the edge. who has a, he has to save his daughter from terrorists. That's really basically it's the plot. Uh, and then he, he, looks fat and there's a, a hilariously hel- exploding helicopter I watched it a couple of years ago, um, and, and there's a hilariously bad green screen too, where they just zoom out to seem like he was like moving the car. <laughs> th- that's worth watching just to see that, and overall kind of junky. But I think 2006 was interesting for Seagal because I think he was trying, but then he still failed. So it's just like, so, well, at least he tried. He tried.
1: So well, by Seagal standards of trying, that is.
0: And well, it's better than Attack Force, which you still gotta watch, Brett. It's really, really hilariously bad. I, mean,
1: I will watch that someday. I will.
0: If you want to laugh, you, you will laugh because the uh, his voice does not match whatsoever. It's absolutely hilarious.
1: And he fights aliens, right?
0: basically they're oh. aliens, but they really they really kind of tamp down that plot aspect. Well, they probably
1: couldn't afford too many aliens.
0: And he's like he like throws like this uh, like black lady around, and he's really, really weird and it's like, it's like, it, like he throws know, her around. And, okay, yeah, that that's like his big. I, he can't move. It's like so. <laughs> It's, you gotta watch, He's right, gonna watch it. You just gotta watch it. So, our last shadow movie is Shadows in Paradise. Oh, yes. Okay, so it's like Thunder in Paradise on Hulk Hogan. I wanna watch the complete series, but I just can't, man. I gotta see it. Because you know, we loved Thunder Paradise, the pilot, you know, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, you know, he's making some good movies. You know, he got Macinty's Island, Thunder and Paradise, Shadow Warriors. Um, he's doing
1: great. The one where he did that amazing stunt, or didn't do that, uh, uh, what was, uh, the R-rated one. The yeah. ultimate weapon? Yes. Yeah, yeah the ultimate weapon. And he, and he also says, I'll be back, or
0: like, so he's just he, he says all these wrong things. Like, I'll be back. It's like... <laughs>
1: His ultimate weapon is like Hulk Hogan's Radical Jack. If that makes yeah. sense to people.
0: Yeah, Radical Jack, I remember that one. Billy Ray Cyrus. It's like, people need to watch Radical Jack. I think. So like, I mean, remember he's like he goes, "Nope."
1: Yeah. Yes. That is one of my favorite yeah. parts where he's sitting on the bar stool and he just someone asks him something. Nope. Nope.
0: <laughs> I, just want to see, I want to see if Miley Cyrus Watched Radical Jack Because she was a young tot back then Well she can watch Radical Jack anytime She
1: can watch it now <laughs> She can watch it today It's probably on Tubi
0: Yeah yeah <laughs> I'm gonna watch Radical Jack Dan It's like, like
1: Okay again
0: Yeah It's my favorite movie of yours Dan like, like, They don't need
1: it to be on Tubi They probably have it on VHS or DVD at home And then Cyrus Household
0: it's all, That's all they have They have about five copies It's like <laughs> Alright so we got to talk about Shadows in Paradise Okay, so The Paradise came out in 2010 and stars all of our favorite people, Mark Disco- Mark Descoscos. <laughs> uh-huh. good old Mark Descoscos. no, Mark Costcos, Sophia Skaya, Danny Trejo, Bruce Boxleitner, Vernon Wells, Stephen Bauer, Andrew Devoff, Amanda Santi, and the late Tom Sizemore. And, You'd think
1: a cast like that, the movie, couldn't possibly fail.
0: Well, <laughs> well, we'll read the plot first. Max Forrester, Costcos. Is fighting in Iraq alongside Sophia Sky. And her name is Sasha Villanoff. Uh, and then they uncover an illegal arms smuggling ring uh, run by some corrupt soldiers. And one of the corrupt soldiers is played by Amanda Santi, whose name is Ghost. <laughs> and then also uh, Colonel Bunker. You want to ghost me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta watch that kill. Yeah, so Colonel Bunker, played by Tom Sizemore, <laughs> and uh, Bruce Boxland are at odds because of this corrupt soldier development. So what do you remember?
1: That's it. I mean, I remember it's like takes place in the desert. So everything is very brown. You know, everyone's wearing these sort of brown fatigues. There's brown sand, brown hills. Like the movie is very brown. Um, I, I remember that there might have been some torture or something. They're trying to get some information. We were on watch for all these people like Ron Bruce box Lightner, watch. And then we see when people show up that it's a somewhat okay DTV movie but disappointing considering the talent level involved in front of the camera am I right about that
0: absolutely right and it's very similar to that movie you watched on Tubi it's the uh Mercy Callow uh yeah oh, I, remember. I remember No, I always remember the title No, I forget Extraction thank you Extraction so if you watch Extraction and Shadows and Parents back to back you'll see a lot of similarities so what we said um this the Shadow Company which, uh, the Corrupt Soldiers are hanging around on Paradise Island oh So that's why it's Shadows and Paradise. And then also, um, there's all these other characters, like Matador, played by Danny Trejo. Stronch? S-T-R-O-N-A-C-H, played by Andrew D. Do you remember Stronch?
1: It might be Stronach. (laughs) But no, I
0: don't. Okay, so
1: Stronach or Straunch. And there's also Agent Stubbs. I don't remember Agent Stubbs. Should you? I mean, let me ask you this. like. How incumbent upon it on on your own mind is it to remember character names from Shadow and Paradise? Like, is that important to you or I? I, I, I only remember the scenes of Tom Sizemore
0: because his acting was a bit, let's just say, robotic and very very. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Not stagey, but like but he didn't of, want to be there. Yeah. Like, I, Alright.
1: going through the motions. Yeah, something like that. Because usually, I mean, when he wants to be, he can oh. be as good as anyone. And I mean that, anyone. I think Tom Sizemore is a legitimately really good, even great actor when he wants to be. But, you know, circumstances depend. Well, yeah, the word I was thinking was stilted. Because oh, it was like, he's very stilted. And it's like,
0: okay, Bruce Boxliner, I got to find the shadow company. And we were cracking up watching that part. And yeah, I do kind of remember yeah, that now. He's like on the computer. He's like, I'm on the computer looking for a It It's like, <laughs> wow. It's like he just do not care. It's hilarious. I just buy just to watch him do that again because it was so funny. Uh, do we like the movie? I'm going to say no, uh, but it's such a waste. You know, I, I think there was a, like a funny kind of uh, rocket launcher towards the end, something uh-huh. like that. Um, and we thought, we kind of compared it to Hangfire. Remember Hang Fire? Oh, yeah,
1: because it has a lot of great people in it, but the movie itself is not that good. I, I mean, it's classic Lone Tiger effect, too. Well, that's what that's we what Yeah, we said Lone
0: Tiger effect. So, uh, And then we were talking about, oh, yeah, because guy Sky re this after Assassin's Run. Christian Slainer on a phone. And it's like, I got to buy Assassin's Run. It's like, or what's it called? Or White. A, like, yeah, white piano like that, or Yeah, white piano.
1: White Swan, because I think they're trying to compare it <laughs> to Black Swan, because you no, know, Sophia Skye is a, you know ballerina, yeah. but she really needs to make more movies like what we thought White Swan was gonna be, and kind of does, where she uses ballerina skills to fight people. I mean, they they need to go down that road a bit more.
0: So, I maybe she'll make some more movies. I know I know Natalie Burns, you know, <laughs> making a lot of movies. So Sophia Skye should come back, team up with Natalie Burns. You can make. Uh, not in front of her title. What was that? Awakened 2? Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> Perfect.
1: I mean, sure, Daryl Hannah's still around. She could do it.
0: She's still hanging in there. She was like the Tom Sizemore of uh, that movie. Well, I think
1: they've been in some movies together, yeah. haven't they?
0: Oh, well, no. Speaking of uh, what's that dumb movie you watched of Stephen Baldwin and Sponge or Danny Glover? Um, Where there's like future Nazis or something? Yeah, what was that? Death, D- death Squad. Yeah, death. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Death Squad. Yeah, all your favorites, Madsen, Stephen Baldwin, Danny Glover, and Dale Hannah and, and Rugger Hauer.
1: You so, think like, how can this fail? Well, well <laughs>
0: it failed a little bit, but it was funny to see, you know, Dale Hannah and Rugger Hauer as Nazis. That's really ridiculous.
1: Well, especially <laughs> Daryl Hannah. I mean, she does she doesn't really scream Nazi to me. It's I like, think that's not the best <laughs> casting. Well it's
0: all you got, dude. Dale Hannah as a Nazi or nothing. Yeah. So, that's like, true. So I guess we're out of shadows. I guess I can go to the wars. Okay. Okay, so we're going to start off with the kind of um, one that's kind of a war title, which is W is War. So it's from 1983. I remember just about zero from this movie. I'm assuming you do too. Uh,
1: it's, yeah, it's the same. Uh, it's from the Philippines. I do remember that. And I think we liked it. We did. Uh, uh, no. No, we didn't. Okay, never mind. Must be thinking of something else. There's a guy with like a ponytail. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's something good about it, wasn't there? There's some. Uh, you'll have to.
0: Okay, yes Well, I think it's because It's just shot in the Philippines You can't help but enjoy That Philippines atmosphere Right, okay That's about it The guy's main character's name Is W2 Form (laughs) 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 Time to pay his taxes So uh, What happens in this one? Okay, so it's just It's like It's like Mad Max But in the Philippines Basically So um, The guy who plays W2 (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's funny, that's his name there's also a guy in a movie named R2. So there's R2W2, R2D2, yeah. and then uh, he's in real life. This, this R2 guy is played by a guy named Bing Davo. Okay, so it's like easy original Bing Crosby. Huh. So it's like <laughs> so, 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 there's, so. There's Bing Crosby. What about Ding Crosby? Is that his brother? And Bang like, Crosby, yeah. Bong Crosby, <laughs> and all sorts of other banging noises. Yeah, that would be in the family reunion of Crosby's. Yeah. So uh, what happens? Okay, so it's it's uh, W2. <laughs> I forgot that. That's so silly. This one, I know it was
1: W2. Okay.
0: Uh, What happened to this? So you're saying
1: we found it very taxing to watch this movie. Yes, we sure did.
0: (laughs) Very (laughs) good. I don't know really what's going on here. Oh, okay. So it's like Cobra Thunderbolt, another Philippines movie. No, oh, yeah, now yeah, definitely good. like that one.
1: Yeah. That had, was it that had, uh, Commander Molly or Lieutenant yes. Molly? I love Lieutenant Molly. She's oh, one of the best memory. characters. Well, that's really what I remember. And she had like a jet pack or yeah,
0: something. She was shooting a machine, machine gun while wearing a jet pack. Watch it now. <laughs> it's like, that's amazing. But you can't do that today. Oh, that's right. I think in Walker, Texas Ranger, Chuck Norris had a jet pack. It was really, really silly. It was like, here I go, and it was the stupidest thing on the planet.
1: I think even maybe Conan made fun of that one. Well, he did. he was on that terror. Where he was making fun of Walker for a while. But you know, that's one thing when Chuck Norris does it. It's another thing when a woman named Lieutenant Molly does it. And it's just you, you just gotta love it.
0: I gotta, I you know, I have that Japanese tape, so I gotta rewatch that one. It works perfectly. I, I did get a hot new VCR because my one died. So Sony uh, VCR from 2004. So maybe I can just pop yeah. that. It'll, yeah. it'll look really good. Hopefully. So oh, the plot. I, I, I it's hard to explain. There's a lot of silly names. Like, so there's people like named Pendragon uh, and Voltar, uh, and uh, it's just all. And it was put out by Paragon. So that's kind of interesting. But I don't know. I I guess you know what? Maybe we should recommend this because you know it's not a very good movie. But there's something about it. See, that's what I thought. Right. I just, I think. We we're still kind of bored by it a little bit, but yeah, yeah. it didn't really hook your attention. But overall, it was just—it was okay. It was like I, it's hard, I wish we gave a better plot description. Yeah, or not, a better rating. Something. Yeah, well, maybe I can re-rate.
1: Well, it. no, no re-rating. I, I'm against re-rating. <laughs> that, that's too George Lucasy for my for my liking.
0: So we're going to a similar movie next, which is War Bus. Okay, 1986 starring Romano Christoph, a great man, may yes. uh, maybe a personal hero. Okay, so in the thick of the Vietnam War, Cong killers attack some Christian missionaries. Some U.S. special forces come to save them, but their only means of escape is an old school bus. Uh, seizing the only opportunity available to flee from the enemy, they begin their trek on the bus. <laughs> uh, magic bus. Um, and then the war bus, it was directed by F- Fernando Baldi, and it's a Vietnam jungle actioner, but it has, you know, waterfalls, machine gun shooting, but mostly they're in the bus. So it, it gets a little, you know, like, what's the word I'm thinking of? Repetitive. It's, it's a little repetitive because it's just stuck on the bus. It's just like I
1: mean, But it's not just a school bus. It's a war bus. And there's actually a sequel, War Bus 2, which I assume we'll be talking about. Yes. Um, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll skip that one. I'm from, from what I remember, it's not that different from War Bus 1. Mm. Um, but uh, you know it's an Italian made jungle shooter, so I mean those are usually worth seeing at least once and...
0: Well because you wrote this in the review, which is interesting, which is this is a 79 minute action scene, not a fully fleshed out movie. so uh, but anyway that Warbus uh, should get some credit for being the original speed. whoa. I can't. Well, it's the bus that couldn't slow down. It's like, <laughs> yeah, wild, you know,
1: yeah. bus-related action pretty much started with War Bus, not Speed.
0: I, I think there's a story where like Sandra Bullock was gonna, or Sandy, sorry, yeah. Sandy Bullock says I'm gonna do Speed next. It's like that's a bus movie. You shouldn't be doing that's boring. And then it was a huge, massive hit. So
1: who said speed. that? Who said? Who claimed it was a bus movie? It's well, like, first off, what is a bus movie?
0: Well, because you know, bus movies aren't they're slow and all that stuff. But it's like, you can't make an action movie about a bus. Mm-hmm. And it's well. like. And then they did, and it was a massive success. Speed 2 and was Speed bad. 2. Well, Speed 2 wasn't very good. But you know what would be funny if she's like, you know what? I'm making Speed 3. Uh-huh. I'm Sandy. I'm making Speed 3. I
1: mean, it would be hilarious. Oh, well, it would be great. You know, now in these days, they could do all sorts of things. Like she could be driving the bus, and um, who knows what could happen. But, you know, I, we might have said, we don't want to get this confused with David Warbeck, who uh, could have been in this movie because yeah. he was in these very same types of movies at this time.
0: Warbus. In? Like, yeah. you you war, back, war Back in War Bus, which can be a great segue into. Or War Bus in War Back. <laughs> uh, war Bus 2, <laughs> 1989.
1: Now, does that have a subtitle, or is it just War Bus it 2? It just says
0: War Bus 2. That's all we got. Unless I like go on IMDb alternate yeah. titles. So, Directed by a Italian man. I mm-hmm. <laughs> won't we'll be able to pronounce, but he directed Delta Force Commando 2, a Priority Red 1.
1: Oh, is that pure Luigi uh, chiriachi, that's how I would say it, yeah, that. yeah, and I was like, I love that movie, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's a little bit better than this, from what I recall. That had sort of more memorable lines and uh, you know, interesting things, but you know, what did we say?
0: Well, okay, so in this one, Mark Gregory stars and he plays Johnny Hondo, <laughs> so it's just like Hondo and Swan, I mean, that's what uh, Shamar Moore plays. Now, all I do is call him Hondo, you know, it's last like with it was Harrelson.
1: But it's like, yeah. It's, uh, like once again, in the same way the first one prefigured speed, this prefigured SWAT. You know these movies are always ahead of the curve. I
0: thought you were say speed too, because it's a war oh, bus too. Oh, that, okay, so, too. Yeah. So Johnny Hondo, despite what you already think, is not a cowboy. He's a former Green Beret, badass warrior who goes to Afghanistan during the conflict there with some Russians. <laughs> Wait, that sounds Wacky. Uh, and then he has to go on a war bus again. <laughs> And back on that war
1: bus. You know. <laughs> Here we go again.
0: And then he, he, uh, links up with some other like mercenaries. And one was played by John Vernon. Oh, uh, his name is Ken Ross. And he's like, uh, maybe like, oh, I can't even think of these names today, uh, Donald Pleasant It's like, they couldn't get Donald Pleasant. So mm. somehow they got John Vernon from Savage Streets and other classics to be in this weird movie. Kind of like, uh, Richard Harris
1: in <laughs> yes. Strike Commando too. Which on the extras on the cop game disc, which everyone should buy because, uh, not only is it a great movie, but they yeah. quoted us as we've said yeah. before. They do an extra where they talk about how the producer like really, really, really wanted to get Richard Harris, so they paid him like way more than anyone else, and he was kind of a diva, and like he has a whole story about it. it it's definitely on the
0: Strike Commander Two disc.
1: No, it's on the Cop Game disc.
0: Oh okay. Oh okay. I have to watch and watch Cop. I didn't rewatch Cop Game yet. Okay. Cop Game, <laughs> do 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 yep. Cop Game, you're living <laughs> in a blame game. Cop Game. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, this is just—I think it's a little bit better than War Bus One. Oh, oh. You know, we gave it the same rating, with just two stars. But I think there's a little bit more action, and you got—you got, you got your—you got your
1: Mark Gregory, you know, yeah. trash, oh, oh, trash and, and yeah.
0: Thunder, and uh, it's very A Team-esque. So mm-hmm. the A Team was huge. Yeah, a lot of the
1: movies yeah. that are on our site are influenced by the A Team. It seems.
0: Well, because you know we compared it to Just a Damn Soldier, <laughs> Tenzin, The Ultimate Mission, Delta Force, Soldier of Fortune with uh, Savannah Gersak, who's also in this movie.
1: Just a Damn Soldier. Does that have another title? or? Uh,
0: for, did we review that? We, yes. We, oh. we reviewed it in 2016 from 1988. Oh. So it's directed by Fernando Baldi. and oh. Peter Hooten oh, and Mark okay. Gregory. Oh, Yeah, okay. uh, go to Hoot. And Hootloot. Uh, oh. Mike Monty. So... Uh, in Cambodia, four-man strike force, with my bowl and reading the plot for wait, wait,
1: wait, just for, a soldier. do we really want to get sidetracked? I should probably just explain why you said Hootloot. Hootloot, loot oh, yeah. is the like card that they gave that they give, I assume still, students at Southern because the southern Southern Connecticut State University, where uh, the mascot of the Fighting owls. Not the owls, the fighting owls. And so when you get one of these cards, it's called hoot loot. Yeah. So that's that's the explanation of that. I
0: appreciate the explanation. The fighting owls. Yeah. It was the uh, mascot a big owl. Yeah. Or? Yeah. Yeah, an
1: angry looking owl. Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's a fighting owl. He'll did, fight you. Did they win any games? I or? would. I don't know. I, I I didn't go to any, but I would imagine <laughs> they must have won some. Win some, lose some. You know, you fight the owls, and sometimes you get the horns. I'm not sure how that expression goes.
0: The, There's some songs in Just a Damn Soldier, actually. Why are we talking about Just a Damn Soldier? (laughs) Because I I clicked on it. (laughs) But what are the songs? Okay, now I have to go back to it. Okay, so it says, The Shadow of Your Eyes. That's why I said that. Oh, so that's relevant. Okay. See, that's why I said I didn't know where you were were going with that. Yeah. So, The Shadow of Your Eyes. You don't remember (laughs) that. You're
1: making that up.
0: But it's, it's by an artist named
1: Gatsby. Does that sound familiar? Yes, I think okay. Gatsby is like an Italo disco artist, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Also, what's funny is that there was a song called "I Just Had Enough," "Just Have Had Enough" by Paula. Oh, Paula, <laughs> just Paula. <Yeah>. It's like, <laughs> well, there were
1: a lot of things like that at the time. It'd be like one name, and, you know.
0: So, okay, I'll, we'll go to our next uh, war title. But, okay. uh, so, warbus the the two movies, I don't know. I guess I would recommend them, just if you're looking for these Italian actioners.
1: Yeah, I mean, what someone should do, like Shout Factory, is just put them both on a Blu-ray and be done with it.
0: Okay, so our next movie is a very kind of similar movie. It's all, similar, it's all about wars. War Camp, 1988. It's starring Ray Malonzo. Do you oh, remember this?
1: Well, it's another Philippines yeah. thing.
0: A lot of these movies today for the war is going to be Philippines. So, in the jungles of Vietnam, <laughs> a group of mercenaries on a rescue mission to save some captive soldiers or prisoners. Uh, one of which is a guy named James Brooke, who may have secret plans to annihilate Hanoi of an atomic bomb. Uh, and then he has to he fights with other people. It's very similar to the plot I just said. The War Bus. It's it's they're trying to it's kind of like the deer hunter actually it's kind of more serious than the usual actioner. Well, that's what I remember
1: about Dog Tags, which Vinegar Syndrome is going to be releasing. So that's kind of like a more serious tone, directed by Romano Scavolini, the guy who directed Nightmares, aka Nightmares and a Damaged Brain. I, I think you said you're going to get that one, which I, I would understand.
0: Cause, I'm going to buy that one. Nightmare? Oh, oh, nightmares or no, War no, no,
1: dogs. Uh, Dog Tags. Dog Tags,
0: sorry, War Dogs.
1: War Dogs should be on Blu-ray. Yes. <laughs> where's War Dogs? Oh, where's Vinegar Syndrome? They need to release War Dogs. <laughs> I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed, annoyed they haven't released War Dogs. <laughs> Someone should release War Dogs. I don't care who it is, as long as they do it you right. Think
0: Vincent would yeah. uh, release War Dogs? Yeah. yeah. Michael Vincent. Yeah, you know, yeah, have just, said that at the archive to anybody. I, maybe, but sometimes they some some I say fall on deaf ears. Yeah. yeah. In a nice That's way. That's a good one. I yeah. Right. Thank you. So yeah. So it's like a it's like the Deer Hunter two. I'm surprised they haven't made that in the Philippines. Well.
1: Because they do give these unofficial sequels like the Shocking Dark was called Terminator 2 yeah. and they, they were very shameless about that. And I think they did Alien 2 and it was maybe Alien Contamination. So I'm surprised they haven't done something like that.
0: So what happens is all these... It's basically a Prisoner of War movie and there's some silly parts. like There's some shoot 'em ups but a lot of the uh, people in the rice paddy hats get mm-hmm. you know, shot up and all that stuff. And then it's a, a very serious version of arm wrestling as all husbands in this. If you, if you lose your armor sign, you get killed. Right, so that's like their
1: version of like the Russian roulette.
0: Oh yeah, but it's like over the top. Like, so,
1: yeah. So I haven't seen the Deer Hunter in a while. I think it's worth a rewatch. Yeah. I yes. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it in a while either. But who's gonna watch the Deer Hunter often? I mean, no normal person would. So.
0: so see the thing is, I have a VHS. It says the Deer Hunter Part One, but it still says it's three hours long. I gotta look into this. But I think it's the full movie. Oh, uh,
1: maybe I don't know.
0: So, I there's not much really going on. We said there's next to no character development. I think mm. it's just an, another movie to watch if you're looking for these more of these Philippine action movies again. So I guess we'll go to our next movie. I'll, I'll get off that. i to, you know what? We could talk about war dogs.
1: Cause that's the next movie oh, anyway. Wow, here's a movie. This yeah. is a great movie. Underrated, underappreciated, fantastic movie. Um, again, I haven't seen it in a while, but I have nothing but praise for this movie. I think it, it really needs to be seen.
0: Yeah, War Dogs, the assassination team. Found this at Time Tunnel. Yeah. Amazing find uh, from 1986. So the year I was born, mm-hmm. you can do the math, <laughs> I am 20 years old. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, so <laughs> Charles Stewart, played by Timothy Earl, is a Vietnam <laughs> vet mm-hmm. who wants to who wants to edit this about his brother, whose name is Rick, who died. He teams up with Dean Daniels. I don't remember that character. Played by uh, Gunnar Ernblad. And then... Uh, there's also a reporter, and there's also the villain named Spacek. <laughs> it's like sissy Spacek.
1: And is the, is yeah. the reporter annoying? I mean, we no, don't there's remember.
0: It reg- uh, didn't say that,
1: actually. So, so we'll have to assume that they're not.
0: And this evil Spacek character is pumping up these super soldiers mm-hmm. that you know, are, are taking out innocent people. So time for the war dogs <laughs> They take out the trash. <laughs> so it's like, as we said, we loved war dogs. Uh, it's Swedish fun, Swedish action fun. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff, references to Coca-Cola, cornflakes, LA Olympics, marble cigarettes. So they're trying to make it as American as they can. <laughs> yeah, but
1: I, it didn't go so well, which is fine. You know, you don't have to try to be American. Be You, you be you. You know, we, if the Swedish action film force made that, well, I, I don't think they did, but if they did, just be Swedish, you know, and proud or wherever country you come from. Don't try to be like us, be you. But then again, when they do try to do that, unintentional hilarity may ensue. That would be like if we made a movie and we played it off like we were in Ireland or something. It would seem ridiculous. It would seem so silly. Yeah, I and mean, I'd be
0: uh, Brad Pitt from The Devil's Own. Yes, and it's he like, I'm not going to mock them. It would be
1: about as Irish as that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish that he said more, but I was like the best part of the movie. I yeah. think the Devil Zone actually is a pretty good movie. It is, it is. When yeah. I
1: watched it recently, I did like it. It was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. No. It had some grit. It was yeah. you know, it was interesting. It was it was well acted. It was a good movie. Like I you know, we always made fun of that not going back Tom thing because it was in the commercial and we and all that. But it's right. actually it's a good movie. It I, is. I
0: was highly underrated. People yeah. forget about the Devil Zone.
1: Yeah. You know, so
0: watch the Devil Zone today. <laughs> and it's like also Tree Williams was in it and it was great. Okay, so
1: War Dog, anything else you want to say? It's Just that I remember. I mean, it has this sort of rough-hewn charm. Um, the yeah.
0: beginning was outrageous. Yeah, it's a
1: great, great beginning. Yeah. And then once you watch that great beginning, you're sucked in. I mean, it might not maintain 100% of the time, but how could you? Um, Yeah, and this this deserves a Blu-ray release stat. I mean, people need to—I mean, it's nice having this undiscovered secret. Of course, we are talking about it. And anyone who's listening to this, we want you to watch it. But, you know, this deserves wider exposure. I mean, you don't hear people talking about War Dogs, but they should.
0: Yeah, check out War Dogs. Now, here's the question, Brad. I have a question for you. Uh Uh-huh. Which is, I have other wars. Now, I have Warrior of Justice, and I have
1: Warriors. Does that count? Or yeah. what do, you do you have anything after that, or just no, those? I have, I have one more war. Then I have two, then I have and we can warriors. quickly, we have some time. We could just okay. do it. You because know, so, we're not going to do a separate Warrior podcast, yeah, right. so we might as well just throw them in. We'll,
0: hmm. Okay, we'll do the next one. It's Warhead, 1996. Do you remember? That's kind of crutto? It's uh, Frank Zagarino,
1: Joe Lara. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, war, is that Cold War's heating up?
0: That's well, that's, technically, that's Armstrong. Oh, right. Well, Armstrong,
1: More, They're very similar.
0: Well, see, what's funny about Armstrong, he's very Jack Reacher, jerk Reacher in that. <laughs> Actually, if you think about it, remember, he was kind of a jerk in Armstrong. He's like Rick Armstrong. He's like, oh, I'm Rick Armstrong, I'm the best person ever. <laughs>
1: I mean, that, that is kind of Reacher-esque. I mean, I didn't want to go so far as to say it was like Sloan, because Sloan is just a straight-up oh, jerk. No. Jerk Reacher, as we now call him, had <laughs> yeah. some redeeming moments. He wasn't a jerk all the time. I mean, it was work too much for my liking, but he wasn't a jerk all the time. Sloan was 100% jerk, yeah. and he was supposed to be the hero, so I, I held back from yeah. that. But that, um, That's gone.
0: Yeah. That's a tape purge move. You know, I, I think I'm happy to get rid of Sloan. Yeah. You're not
1: going to rewatch Sloan.
0: No. Okay, but let's say I found it at Goodwill for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll get slowing back. It's kinda of hard to
1: find. And it is a like bit. a Vestron or I think it's a Vestron. Yeah. Okay. And it has cool box art. And you get really tricked by that box art. You think, Okay, this is gonna be cool. It's not. But um the the box art is.
0: <clears throat> so we'll do the plot of Warhead. Okay. 19- so diabolical villain, craft. It's like what, craft fine
1: foods? Just like <laughs> He's making some macaroni out of this. No. So, I don't know what she- that means. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about that band, you know, C R A A F T. Oh, crap. that band? No, not Kraft Work. Craft. You know, you have one of their albums. Oh,
0: that's right. Yes. Do you like Craft? Oh uh, yeah. From what I've heard, yes, I do. I gotta watch that tape. I called Witchcraft in America. Yeah. I love those kind of things. Those kind of uh, fun uh, special interests. Mm-hmm. But okay, so wait, I just lost the plot. So, <laughs> yeah. did, did I? I'll say. Yeah. Okay, so Craft. Uh, played by Joe Lara, takes over a missile silo and threatens to launch an ICBM at Washington, of course. Or the the Western Seaboard. <laughs> or yeah, they Seaboard. always say that, yeah. They're going to take over the Eastern Seaboard. It's
1: like, <laughs> it's like the, the whole board? I mean you don't really yeah. think of it as a board, but I guess it's a seaboard. But it's kinda like that James Wolvet movie or Wolves or whatever you say. Terminal it. countdown? Yeah, it's like that. Oh, well, they're gonna blow up the eastern seaboard. This if they're just gonna blow up Washington, I say go for it. But <laughs> is that are they supposed to be the bad guys? Maybe we'll I shouldn't say, be saying well, that. No, it's
0: deadly but... political. Totally political. You talked about Washington. Well, now you're
1: there, sir. Uh, <laughs>
0: look at his hair, shall not gonna blow up by my watch. Kraft <laughs> is not gonna do that, okay? No. Okay. okay. So, the next... Pl- okay, so... <laughs> so I, was, I don't, don't think it's Trump? I you. could, but okay. So, guess who has to stop Kraft? Jack Tannen. <laughs> Frank Zagarino, of course. He assembles a team which includes Jessica Evans, an MIT educated scientist. And guess what Kraft also did?
1: Uh, uh, I don't remember.
0: I don't want- Okay. What did he do? Kidnapped her father to figure uh, out these special codes okay, for oh. the stupid missile Classic silo- survival game. Yeah. So, it's like, uh-huh... <laughs> and then, okay, so or, yeah. it's a movie on a screen. Yeah, yeah I don't care. But I'm not sure how we watched this movie. I think he watched on Netflix DVD. Oh. I, it's a Vidmark VHS. Oh. I would like to, if I could find that. It must be a later Vidmark. It's like, yeah. or, or no, or, yeah,
1: yeah. I guess that's when Vidmark was kind of in its prime. I was thinking of like Vestron and uh, just talking about Sloan. But so how would I have a question for you? Okay. How would you compare? warhead to armstrong
0: here's the thing i armstrong is better because it's completely insane because mm-hmm. he's like charles napier's now he's all sweaty and <laughs> weird where it's a little bit paint by numbers yeah. i would like to rewatch warhead but i think it's gonna be paint by yeah. numbers okay so uh that's basically the plot of the movie uh we thought we gave it oh wow one and a half bits oh we really didn't like it huh? i think it's because it's so run in the mill. <laughs> no surprises okay. I went to Trump. Again. No surprises. <laughs> no, Trump puppet. Water. no puppet. No puppet. You're the puppet. No puppet. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Come on. Yeah. I mean, you, you know people don't like Trump or whatever, but like, no puppet. It's pretty <laughs> funny. I think so, but that's you know, that's me. So oh.
1: anything else you wanna say about Warhead of why we gave it such a low rating Or
0: like I just said, it's all run oh, the mill okay. cliches. Um I guess there's some jet skis with the missile launchers. Okay. But it, well, it was too little too late. Yeah. You, you, can't,
1: you can't do ninety minutes on that.
0: Here's the problem with Frank Zagarino and Joe Litter. They're just kinda of, oh, I know, it, I, I know. It I mean, we'd like Frank Zagarino now. Didn't we do Zags with Connoisseur? No, oh, sure. It, it, he has good material, but this one's a little weak. Yeah. You know, I think oh what's the other Zags we watched? Um Without mercy, remember that one.
1: That's where he gets involved with the cult, right? Or is that what? No, there's one where he goes to a. Remember, Billy Drago is like the cult leader, and he. uh...
0: Oh, that's never say die. (laughs) This one was, uh, I think, Martin Cove again. I. It was kind of a. It's kind of a slog. I have to look at the review. I think it was a punch fighting movie, but there wasn't much punching. Ah. All right, so that's the end of Warhead. All right, so our next movie is. Well, I guess there's war in the title.
1: Warriors Super Dud Gary Busey Michael Paré We've talked about this before I think. Well, well, I mean We can go into it in more detail But I feel like we've mentioned In the past And maybe in passing How much we didn't like this movie
0: I I gotta say A lot of the plots today In this episode Are the same
1: So here's what it says Frank Vale
0: Kind of a cool name though Mm -hmm. Who like Gary Busey Is the head of a team Of government assassins Mm -hmm. (laughs) Apparently these guys Are crazy But also effective And they're kept In the loony bin so, uh, and then Michael Paré is the hero. He's played, his name is Colin Neal. I will not say like Colin Quinn or something like that. I wish. <laughs> and he, but he, Michael Paré looks all like Matthew Broderick in it. Uh-huh. So that's odd. He's, Matthew Broderick doesn't do action movies. Oh. I, Neither does Colin Quinn. <laughs> I try to think of what's the closest uh, action movie we for Matthew Broderick? I mean, Bloxy it's Blues? Gadget. Oh, it's <laughs> Victor Gadger or Bloxy Blues? <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Well, Ferris Bueller, I guess there's, there's he does slight action. I mean, the the like Latin guy steal the the kid's car. There's like a car chase kind of thing. There's no action Ferris Bueller. I know you're really reaching <laughs> on
1: that one. But do you think yeah. he ever said like I'm not doing action? Like he thinks he's too good or horror? Has he ever been in a horror movie?
0: It's not too late for him. He needs to go grizzled. Yes. Let's just say he did something in his past that wasn't very good. Mister Matthew uh-huh. Broderick, look it up. And it's like, so if he has that kind of grit to his life, he could add that to an action movie
1: yes. role. Yes. Why is so, he not doing that? What he is he don't... doing? What is Matthew Broderick doing?
0: I think he did a, uh, one of those live TV specials. Oh, those. So, We mentioned those. What was that? Like, the, I think it was a Christmas story. I saw the like, ad for it. It's like, it's me, Matthew Broderick. I'm going to be in a Christmas story live. Watch it today. I, his best movie, obviously, is Election. Oh. So yeah. in my, that came out over 20 years ago. He needs to make something good. Stat. Matt Broderick. I'm calling him Matt now. So it's like... <laughs> uh, you, know, like you
1: work with Sandy. And-
0: yeah, yeah. Matt and Sandy. They could have made like a romantic
1: comedy maybe. Yeah, like a while you were sleeping type movie. But no, I'm tired of all that stuff. Yeah. Sandy and Matt both need... I mean, Sandy's done some good material. Yeah. But she needs to make yeah, more well. gritty material. Like like a, a show where she's like grilling a, the serial killers. And, you know, well, she's like, like a FBI on the age. Yeah, like even though I haven't seen that. Yeah, but a show like that with... Sandy That could work
0: I don't see Do like an 8 episode miniseries Won't take too long to shoot And I think I think that would be A huge hit Yeah Huge It could be on I don't know Amazon or something like that Or Netflix It would be massive
1: Yeah Yeah why, Why is Sandy not doing that? You know.
0: Maybe she's not finding the right material. Yeah.
1: I, that's what it is. It's not her fault. No.
0: She just has to, someone has to write the material, so she yeah. has to send it to Sandy. Yeah. And she has to agree to it.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work. It's
0: a, it's a lot of work. A big process. But so. there was that show that, I don't know if I ever had a title, but it was supposed to be a gritty cop show set in the 90s with uh, Julianne Moore oh. and Bob De Niro. Oh. And it was supposed to be cool. It was like chasing a serial killer in the 90s. <sighs> And it, it never, never got happened. made. It's uh, because it was a Weinstein thing. Uh, and it's like, no, you stupid jerk. That's why you're in jail. That's why
1: you're in jail. That would have been really, I mean, Julianne Moore, I don't know about Bob, but Julianne Moore as like a cop on the edge would be fantastic. Why did that not happen? Oh, man. I
0: think she's in a new movie now from for Apple TV called Sharper. Uh, and it really kind of pushed me like, Julianne Moore has a gun again. And Sharper. So I looked up the trailer. Uh-huh. What, no. What, what is this false advertising? there's no gun I think she talks about guns in it with John Lifkin. I think it's like a family drama maybe some light thriller elements maybe I'll check it out but I think it's like Miss Sloan you ever see that movie of Jessica Chastain no I think it has Sam Watterson. It's a like gun control kind of uh, thing. I don't care about yeah, that. I, but I think it's a Chastain. Yeah, I think it's Chastain. She's now doing action movies. I still need to watch Ava. Have I mean, you ever seen that hanging around on Netflix?
1: No, I never. Well, maybe I'll check it out. the, the no. Netflix catalog is so deep. I I don't know what most of the stuff they have. But it's kind of like what I said about, I think it was called Survive the Night. The one, or the Winona Ryder. Or I thought oh, right. she had a gun. She doesn't really have a gun. Uh, I mean, I did I mention this on the yeah, podcast? No, I don't think he did. I, it, it has it has its issues, um, but geez, it, it's receding from my memory quickly, so I don't want to say too much. But Winona Ryder doesn't have a gun. So
0: wait, we're supposed to go back to Warriors? Okay, so Warriors is a huge flop. It has super big face of Gary Busey and super big face of Michael Parry, which is
1: red flag right away which we should have known when they do that when they have just a big face pictures of one or more people you you should think to yourself uh oh because that means something good is probably not going to happen
0: we were saying that there's a movie called The Warriors. Yeah. A classic movie, Baseball Furies for Life. Yeah.
1: So I want to be a Baseball Fury. Well, you have to apply. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, okay. how do you, I mean, how else would you get the job? I mean, you got to submit your resume and CV. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. I, I would say the other uh, gang member names.
1: Do you remember some? Uh... There's The Warriors, The Baseball <laughs> Furies, The Jezebels. Was oh, that okay. the girl one? was there another one? Um, or am I thinking of no? I'm thinking of Switchblade Sisters, um, or there's something like that. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen the Warriors. Why are you quizzing me?
0: <laughs> but you would know. You love the Warriors. Well, yeah. Has those great songs. I remember. I remember. In I, the city. Yeah, in the city. Du, du. See, I hear that director's got so fake garbage. Oh, where it's like they turns into a comic book. I hate that. I've not. That's a totally, That is that. a Walter Hill misstep. Yeah. So it's like, but you know, we all have missteps. Okay, so the Warriors. Oh, the Warriors. Okay. Not good, huge dud. Too long. Skip too long. It's like an hour and fifty. No action. What a disappointment. Because he's on Michael Pare. I know we talked about him on Pare for the course. Mm-hmm. Did we
1: talk about this movie? Maybe we must we did. have. It seems very familiar that we would that we talked about Warriors. I, you know, but anything. I I think you could check, but I, I'm sure we mentioned what we didn't like about it. But that the fact that it was dull. Yeah. There, it was dull. It was too long. That nothing happens. There's no action. It's a waste of these two guys. Am I missing anything?
0: No, that's about it. Because it's the you know, it didn't have to be disappointing. It actually, could have been kind of a fun movie. It could have been almost on par on par a yeah.
1: <laughs> With like Midnight Run or something like some movie like that. Maybe less yeah. comedy, but something like that.
0: It's just so lame. He's like they're in the trees. Yeah. And like, I, what a disappointment. Okay, so our last movie of war is a classic, Warrior of Justice, nineteen ninety six. Yorgo Organovsky. No. You got to end on Yorgo Organovsky. Yes. So like, you have to <laughs> say it like that. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> here's how we started the review. Oh, dear. <laughs> so it's like, uh, this is like Sam Cop. We're saying it, it's so insane. I'm trying to find a, a plot. George, played by Organovsky is a martial arts instructor. He's dubbed the Lone Ranger of Karate. <laughs>
1: Okay. Yeah. And
0: then he's searching for a missing student named Tony, played by Ian Jacklin. Oh, where is Ian Jacklin today? But, okay. So then uh, he has to. He goes underground to the punch fighting tournament, and the villain is named. You remember the name?
1: Oh no. no? Verdugo. Oh, right. This is Verdugo. Yes. Yeah. Well, now that you say it, yeah. sure. That, that, that's uh, uh, Jorge Rivera? That is correct, sir. So Verdugo is evil, and he's a professional
0: jerk ass. And uh, he also, because he's a professional jerkass, George has to talk to the master, played by Richard Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a Japanese karate but He played Tanabe in uh, Maximum 4. so he could play Japanese. Like apparently,
1: <laughs> this crazy. is why you have to like this stuff, like DTV, because you get weird sort of juxtapositions and weird casting, and, and this whole movie. See, this movie, I, you know, it's like Samurai Cop. Or oh, I think a good comparison would be Get Even, aka Champagne and Bullets, aka yeah the other one because it's like that in that movie you know John DeHart had a dream you know it's one man he wanted to make a movie and put himself front and center and that's what happened I get the feeling that that's what Yorgo wanted to do like Yorgo made this movie he wanted to you know live his dream and make a Hollywood movie and he did but he might not have had all the skills involved to do it but that's what makes the movie so fun and funny and interesting and different
0: can't you know say it any better and the only thing i'm going to mention is that Yorgo's accent is so thick we said he he makes shoga sound like alistair cook so and it has like a no budget quality that you kind of love like streets of rage with uh mimi lesios so and how does this get made we don't know but we called it a mutant baby of cinema deformed mutant baby I, i but he says, "Before one you may never be the same
1: again." <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, if you some if you've seen movies like Get Even, Samurai Cop, and Warrior of Justice, and maybe there's a couple other, oh, uh, like Miami Connection, then you know, it does something to you. You're not the same. You think about life differently. You think about movies differently. You think about everything differently. Because there's like, it's it's like seeing movies and things through, through this weird prism that no one else does. Like, I think people try to make movies normally. I don't think they they certainly didn't set out to make these wackadoo movies, but then it just sort of comes out. You can't do it intentionally is what I'm saying. It's, you can't, you can't make a cult movie on on purpose. You cannot do that. A wise man once said that. And so, you know, I think Yorgo and John and uh, and the gang w- wanted to make like a commercial, acceptable movie, but something happened along the way, and um, and Amir Shervan. well, see, that's... that's And a lot of these is like a cultural difference. Like, if you come from Iran, and then you come to the U.S. and want to make a movie, it's not probably going to come out in the same way an American would. I mean, It's no one's fault. It's just that's just the that's way how, it is.
0: That's how they think. So, that's how they think. So, like, Hollywood cop or samurai cop. I think I think I'm not sure if Yorgo's made any other movies. Yeah, I don't
1: know if he has, or John DeHart. I don't know if he has either. But a lot, that's another thing. That sometimes you can only get it together enough to make one movie, which is more than most people. Most you know most people don't have a movie, um, but these guys do, and God bless them. So I guess on that note, we could start to wrap it up.
0: Sure. So I guess uh, we'll do the plugs. So the plugs today are. Come views.net is the website. You can check that out. Just type it in all your search engines, and you'll find it. Even Google? It, even Google. Ask Jeeves, uh, Alta Vista. Dogpile. Dog, I love Dogpile. I would still use it today if that was allowed. Dogpile.com. And then the uh, uh, podcast is everywhere. Just look at your local podcast. And then Instagram. we have... Instagram is Tie Action Rocks. I posted Rockwell. <laughs> so we love ourselves in Rockwell. Tie Action lot. Rockwell. Ty, I should change my name to that, actually. <laughs> And uh I think that's about it. Oh, oh Ty come up. It's on Twitter, but if you wanna find me, just go on You could.
1: I believe we're also on me. Facebook.
0: Oh that's right. Say under the website name. Um thanks. Think, to... And oh thanks for the uh the Dream Warriors, combat yes. Warriors. Yes. And you wanna hit up some names? Uh
1: Fount Man. <laughs>
0: oh, Fountain, Days VHS. Thanks again for Shadow Force. Uh he will be back on the show very soon. Um video interiors, uh, one Dark Friday One Dark Friday Anything in the gang Well I think we worth supposed to Go on their show But then you have a We had some issues We had some issues But we'll try again Now that the issues Are basically gone I think that's about it. So thanks again for listening. Yeah, thanks.
1: Thanks for listening. We'll be back in you know uh, two two weeks or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't two even. Weeks. I don't know. The, the, the schedule's all screwed up because of the technical issues I was having. But they like as Ty said, they should be pretty much cleared up. So thank you for listening and um, let the shadow war continue. Perfect. Bye. A, a wimpy guy like uh, like a Wallace Shawn, and they have to figure out the. The plan.
0: But then you could see that maybe at the end that Wallace Shawn gets some guts and start yeah. testing the machine gun machine gun to everyone.
1: Eh. It's like <laughs>